your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. There we go. Your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Uh, on today's episode, we're going to get to some Nazem Kadri news, uh, article he wrote for the Players' Tribune, and he is nominated for a kind of a prestigious uh, NHL award. So we Who would have thought? An unbelievable turnaround. And, and for, for the, that specific award, incredible, incredible. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about game two. And, of course, that fantastic Pepsi commercial that Gabe and Kale McCarr took place in. So we'll show that to you guys as well. Uh, but first things first, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is always appreciated. Follow the show on social media outlets, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter. Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. And follow the show over on our YouTube channel over on the YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. All right, sir, uh, your boy, Mr. Nazem Kadri. Uh, he's, he's one of your favorites um, in the entire league. Probably your favorite on the Avalanche, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, where do we want to start with this? Maybe start with the, the Players' Tribune article. I love the Players' Tribune because that, that was created for athletes to do exactly this, to have yeah. a, a outlet to pen an article. And it's in their own words. You know, I, I like that they kind of keep the mistakes in like it's not perfect grammar. It, it's not intended to be. It's, we're not yeah. sending this to the publisher to go to get like perfect dialect and everything. Yeah. So it like the, the, the real player comes out and it does in this one for Nazem Kadri. He, he wrote one. It's on the very front page right now. Um, and then the title of it is I am who I am. Um, and we'll get into kind of like bits and pieces of this, but you like seeing a guy like Nazem Kadri, who is known as kind of like unfairly so that brutal type of player um, to be vulnerable here. Yeah. And, and it's a great article for, you know, it's for how it's not massively long, but he gets into some specific stuff overall. It's, it's very well done. Yeah. Especially when you get to hear, what Nas thinks about certain instances in time and like things that we like to point out about Nas. Like, do you remember what he did there? What he did there? Well, this tribune article, like he remembers and reflects on it almost daily and like to get to hear it from his words and his point of view. It's, it's wonderful. And like your brain just rolls. Like I would love to hear Gabe Landeskog talk about the off season and how he approaches his like captaincy in this mm-hmm. same tone, but like what Nas did in this article, it's just, it's exactly what you want to hear. And especially what he talks about with his love for Colorado and like all the feelings he's felt through this. It's, it's really, really good read. Yeah. I know Gabe Landeskog did one a few years ago for the players tribune. Um, and then we had the Colin Wilson. He wrote a couple. Mm-hmm. Those are, are really, really deep that gets into you know addiction issues and things like that and ocd problems that he's had kind of you know the reasons why he's not in the league anymore go read those yep. if, if you have time those are great 
um, with the the Kadri one. He you know he starts at where things went south in. Um, well, first of all, I should say he started with last year. He mm-hmm. Started with last year and the hit on Justin Falk. And how he went through kind of a depression because of that for a number of reasons. Number one, he didn't want to injure a player, another player, and he felt like he let his team down. So, you know, and, and then, you know, everything that comes with that and the the suspension and everybody assuming he is this, he's continuing to be this dirty player and he doesn't want to be known as that. Um, you know, so he starts with that and then he gets into Kobe Bryant. He, and I always have to remember, I don't know, like, don't you feel like Nazem Kadri just looks older than he is? Yeah, you, you kind of get that vibe, especially with, like, with all of those years in Toronto, you kind of feel like he's been there for, like, 100,000 years. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I'm 41, and I just always feel like he's not my age, but a couple years younger than me. He's, like, yeah. 10 years younger than me. So... It's odd to see him talking about Kobe Bryant yeah. in a way where he like watched and critiqued his interviews when he was ten and eleven years old. Yeah, I'm like, man, that I, I, I'm old, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a great realization, and like not just like hearing like Nas talk about like respecting Kobe Bryant and like picking apart, but like the way he talked about just showing up to the arena and like yes. talking about like. Because, like, we put Nas, like, he's, like, on a pedestal. Once you put on that sweater, we, like, we put you up there. And then to hear him talk about, like, human emotions that we also encounter, like, when we roll into Ball Arena to watch the Avalanche, like, that same moment for him, that, like, it really makes this whole article, it makes Nas feel more human and relatable. Yeah, because he does talk about that when he's going to see, um, I think it was the Lakers and, like, the Raptors. Mm -hmm. And... You know, he still had a week before the game was around the corner and he just couldn't sleep because he was so excited to see Kobe Bryant. And that's what I mean by like the vulnerability part of it. Yeah, even though you're a 10 year old kid, you you don't think of these guys that way. You don't think of them as like they were kids once and got excited about athletes because now they're athletes themselves. So, um, you know, obviously someone that he looked up to, he gets into the trade to Colorado and he was like, he didn't want to be traded. Anywhere it was nothing hard, no hard feelings against Colorado. He he rejected a trade to Calgary mm-hmm. for the same reasons. It's not that he didn't want to go to Calgary; it's he just did not want to leave Toronto. So when it happened, and you know they they did trade trade him. I don't think I think he could veto Calgary because that was on his no trade list. Yeah, Colorado was not, so he didn't have a say say in that, and he had to go. And he basically gets into how much he's fallen in love with this community and this this town and this state. Um, and, and go ahead, go ahead. And especially like playing in a historic arena and with an ex- historic team like Toronto, and then you get to hear how he talks about ball arena on a yes. night in, night out basis. Yeah. And then like we're both fathers, like how he talks about like raising his kids like in that in that Colorado area, if like just saying this is where I want to raise my family mm-hmm. here in Colorado, knowing that I come into wh- what I know, like we said, he's a hundred thousand years old. What he knows is one of the loudest barns out there. Like that speaks a lot. I mean, he says something like, "I would not want to be an opposing team coming in here and having to deal with this crowd." 
Mm-hmm. Um, and we heard it from Sheldon Keith, the head coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs, when they went to Ball Arena and they asked him, you know, is, was this a pretty loud, one of the louder arenas? He goes, without a doubt. And that's coming from the Toronto Maple Leafs head coach. So, he, yeah, he gets into that. He gets about about playing at Ball Arena. He talks about this team specifically briefly right at the end um, that they are, you know, they're not afraid of this moment. They embrace it. He's not afraid of the moment. I don't know, man. After reading like the last couple bullet points that he went through, what we talked about last last week, a couple weeks ago, about his unrestricted free agency and staying in Colorado for maybe a little bit lesser number because they can't throw the huge money at him. Picking this apart and looking at specific phrases and specific words, and maybe I'm reading too much into it, I just feel like he doesn't want to be moving around. He he wants his family rooted. He doesn't want to be that guy that brings his family all over, you know, Canada and, and, and United States. He feel I just get the feeling that he's made a home here and he wants to keep it that way. I'm 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 telling you, I read this and I get I get confident that he will stay for a little bit less num lesser number than he, he might leave a million or two on the table to stay with this club. Read this and tell me I'm wrong. No, that's exactly like when I got done reading the article, I messaged you. I said, we're running it back next year. <laughs> yes, especially especially like with how he just said, like, catch you on the other side, Colorado. Like, you're like, he's coming back, isn't he? <laughs> like, you, you get that feeling. And like, for everything Colorado has done, and like when you hear about like Toronto kind of giving up on him, and like he knew it was done in Toronto, and then the warm reception and how he loves Colorado now. Yeah. You feel like this is his place to stay. I mean, this is coming right from the article. Even after what happened in the playoffs last year, I feel like I've been embraced by the fans. And I thank you guys for that. It means the world to me. And he goes on and says, because I look around our room and I see a bunch of guys who want the pressure. They want the expectations. A few years ago, maybe there were some fans and players who were happy to just make the playoffs, but we know be- we know uh, what people want out of us. Nobody is shying away from the moment. I see Nate, Gabe, all the leaders, everything we've worked on from the time we got to camp last summer to game 82 has been with the playoffs in mind. Yeah, you can go other places and get that. I'm not saying you can't, but you you don't see guys writing essays about their team and their yeah. teammates. I don't know. We, we'll see. We'll see where this goes, but I, I have a lot of confidence now more than ever that Nazem Kadri is not going anywhere. Um, and if the Avs can't give him the big money, I think he's okay with that. I, I yeah. genuinely – he'll still get paid. He'll still get a, a nice increase. Uh, but I don't know. I feel confident just where I am. And maybe it's just because this article is fresh and, you know, we read it a couple hours ago and, and I'm loving life right now with Nazem Kadri and the Avs. <laughs> oh, you are? What are you talking about? I this know. is I, I'm on your my side ears. Now. I'm on your side now. Having said that – it's not all the Nazem Kadri news we got in the world of the NHL. They announced their King Clancy Memorial Trophy nominees. Every single team gets one nominee. 
And I want to read these specifics for what it is. Is to the player who best exemplifies leadership qualities on and off the ice and has made a noteworthy humanitarian contribution to his community. For the Colorado Avalanche, that guy was Nazem Kadri, who is nominated. I genuinely don't care if he wins this. I say that as the fact that he is nominated for this is I, I'm over the moon for that because yeah. the 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 wording we know what he does off the ice. He does a lot of humanitarian mm-hmm. work off the ice. You, he's involved in the what's the what's the thing you got with the tape? Uh, the with the HDA, the Hockey yeah. Diversity Alliance. Yes, he's involved in that. So he's deserving of what he does off the ice. The wording of this of leadership qualities on and off the ice to be notified to, to, to be noticed of mm-hmm. what you're doing on the ice for Nazem Kadri to be to get noticed for what he's doing on the ice is I'm over the moon about that yeah it's almost like one of those like comeback player of the year awards like especially yeah. like with Nas getting this like he's completely like changed his perspective and his approach to the game and you could see that he's like a leader out there and like he is everything is so intentional with what he does you just you really are pulling for him especially with everything he's doing off the ice with like we mentioned the hda and the nazim Kadri mm-hmm. foundation like he's this this would be great and like he'd be the second avalanche to uh win this like sean podine also would be he's a former winner so I mean, that's pretty good company. It's good. And, and these are awards like that are really, you know, those are the ones that stick mm-hmm. for a long time. Yeah. You, you you know, we're talking about Kale McCarr and the Norris and that's good. Like those are individual awards for a specific year. Awards like this are for what you're doing as a, as a human being to help yeah. other human beings. You know what I mean? That's what what's what really really matters. So to win something like this, I think personally on a, on a player level, they would rather win something like this than than a heart trophy. You know, heart oh, trophy yeah. means you're a really good player, obviously, but um, th- th- this speaks volume to who you are as a person. And for Nazem Kadri just to be up for this award for his team um, speaks volumes to to what people think of him and what he actually is. So, congratulations, Nas. I mean, I, obviously, I do hope you win it. Uh, there's a lot of good names on there, but to be the one guy picked out of the Avs is is fantastic. It's great. Make King Clancy nasty. <laughs> there we go. Hashtag that bad boy. All right. Let's uh, hear from Athletic Greens, and then we got a game, two to talk about, my friend. So, first... Mm-hmm. Athletic Greens. It's a product Kyle and I use, have been using for the past couple months. And what is it? It is a, uh, it's a, a one scoop of a, one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens. It goes into your daily morning water and you are absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods and probiotics to help you start your day right the special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, and your aging. Athletic Greens, it was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine 
to recover and it costs him over a hundred dollars a day for you it would cost you less than three dollars a day and you're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew or coffee habit it's cheaper than getting all of your different supplements yourself you're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance so right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with a convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop in a cup of water every day and that's it no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you a one year free supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first with your first purchase excuse me all you have to do, visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Once again, athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Game two, Avalanche and Predators. Uh, we know well what the Avs did in game one. Can we expect... Uh, I mean, I can't expect the same score. <laughs> Yeah, maybe in some aspects you're like the abs are capable of that clearly, but I think you know when you when you're playing that team again immediately in the playoffs, there's some embarrassment going on with with Nashville, so they are going to come out and play as hard as they possibly can. Number one because they got embarrassed. Number two because they don't want to go down two to nothing. On the Avalanche side, you would expect more of the same. They want to go up two to nothing. And they know, we're going to keep saying this throughout the entirety of the playoffs, they know what happened to them last year. Yeah. So what are you expecting from game two? Well, especially what we, with what we saw last night with the Toronto-Tampa Bay game. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of don't really know. Like, everybody got out to a good start in game one. That's great. That's wonderful. You set the tone. Mm-hmm. How do you respond? You made Nashville mad. And they might run out Ingram again. What do you do? I think they should run him out, yeah. And, like, he happened to really settle the game down a little bit. Yeah. So you can't expect yourself to get out there and hang another seven. Are you comfortable and okay if they win two to one? Oh yeah, because then they would be up two to nothing in the series. I'm, I'm well, fine. It's, I'm fine it's, with any win. Well, you you have that contingency of the fan base that's just like, you know, we we're going to do this to every team. Like, bring it on! But you gotta you gotta be realistic here. Like, and you you brought it up. Like, this is exactly how the Vegas series started last year. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think. Um... Yeah, there's there is going to be fans who are you know if it's not a blowout because we've set the precedent that it you know all we want is a blowout. <laughs> that's not going to happen every single game, especially in the playoffs. Um, so it, it, if it doesn't happen, you do get that two to one game, one to nothing game. God forbid. Mm-hmm. Um, expect something like that at some point. Expect because the Avs are are going to get their best from from Nashville in game two without a doubt and then after that you know they go back to Nashville and you you know that they're going to be pumped up a little bit more to play in front of their home crowd so game one I mean put it away put it in your memory bank great first game try to replicate that 
but understand that no Nashville is going to come out even and press even harder. Um, that's not to say the Avs can't absorb that. Of course they can. It wouldn't surprise me if Nashville actually comes out and scores first. Then well, what think, do you yeah. do? And then um, how do you feel? Like you would like to see how the team reacts to a closer game, a little bit more of a challenge, because the last thing you want is how the Avalanche handled how they came off the Blues after right. that sweep, yeah. and like you, you felt like we could t- tackle anybody, and then you were proven wrong. Um, you yeah. don't want overconfidence to creep into this team either. So you would kind of like to see a challenge and how the team responds. Yeah, I don't, I don't see them being overconfident because, like Nathan McKinnon said last year, he hasn't won anything. You know what I mean? And I think that's rubbed off on on the entirety of the team. And and yet we've said all year long. Remember all the ways that they were winning, mm-hmm. and we kept saying like this only helps them in the postseason. So I, I if it's a close game, me watching it is uh, you know my anxiety level is going to be going through the roof. Them they'll be like we've dealt with this before. We yeah. we know how to play in this situation. Sure they've given up leads. Every team has, but they've also come back. They've they've won blowout games. They've won close games. You know they they've literally done it all. And all the times we were talking about that through the regular season is for now. Yep. You are now seasoned in in many different ways. Overtime wins, shootout wins, which I know those don't happen in the in the postseason. But you know what I mean. Like <clears throat> any type of win you could have, the Avs have had it. So I I, I don't expect any letdown whatsoever. And I think they're going to come out. Yeah, if, if they if they do give up the first goal, and you're right, I think Nashville does want to come out. They want to get that goal first. Mm-hmm. More, you always want to, but the the Predators are going to push for that even more. But what's been happening recently with the Avalanche? They've been turning it around and scoring really quickly That's when true. an opponent has scored. They've been doing that very well. So I do want to see if they do give up that first goal. Uh, when is it? Is it early in the game? Okay, no panic whatsoever. You got a ton of game to play. If it's one of these defensive struggles and it's zero zero, and you know you give up a, a goal, maybe not till the third period. Right, you got to kick it into high gear now. Let's get that tight, tight. You know, game, equalizing goal. So um, I, I do. I just abs are healthy, which is another thing we got to talk about in a second. But I'll let you let you comment on anything. And that's another thing. Like you said, the Avalanche can score quickly. Not only can they score quickly, they proved it in game one when they had two goals in 22 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, they could do it against this Nashville team. So you never feel like if they do jump out to that, if Nashville jumps out to a one-goal lead, you don't feel like it's safe. And Nashville doesn't either. They're, this is not their first rodeo. No pun intended for the Nashville fans. Um, like Nashville knows what they have to do. Colorado's built to make sure they don't do that. Mm-hmm. So we'll, the th- Second and third period of game two tonight is really where you're going to see what this Avalanche team will be like through the rest of the series. What do you think about injuries? We haven't heard anything on Cogliano. I think he was the only one. I mean, Sturm came back, but even so, we haven't heard anything on, on Nico Sturm. So you're saying even Cogliano's injuries are invisible? I guess so. <laughs> and quiet and under the radar. Yeah, but I mean, say he's he's healthy. Do you run with that same lineup, or do you bring Newhook in? <laughs> well, like, what? What am I to do to tell Bednar no? Like, he yeah, knows what man. he's doing. That roster looked great. 
I know. Like, I would love to – it would be nice to get, like, New Hook in there and get him some more experience, like, in the playoffs. Like, if that's the reason he's not in there, like, what better way to get a playoff experience than in the playoffs? But, like, you can't can't argue with how that game one lineup was constructed. No. And that's – you know, that that's the – I don't want to say a concern, but if you're the Avalanche, you want to go out there and and do that again. Mm-hmm. With the understanding that it's very difficult to do that again in the postseason. Um, but, you know, I don't know how we're just talking about how all these different styles that might come at you and, and how, like, what is it going to be? That's what, that's what is like driving me crazy right now is because it, I, I, I want to replicate that, but knowing that it might not, it's not going to go that way. But what is it going to be? Is it yeah. going to be this tough defensive struggle, which, okay, we're going to get that at some point, maybe not in the series, but so, you know, if we go through all these rounds, you're going to have those defensive games and you want to see the abs keep pulling these games out. You are a healthy, you're healthy for the first time in a long time. Um, I, I'm excited for Like I was excited for game one. I'm excited for game two because I just want to see how the abs respond and, and, yep. Can they keep that momentum going into game two? You'd have to think they can. Again, being at home, we'll see what happens with the goalie situation. I still think it's going to be Kemper. You don't, but. I've been wrong before. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, we'll see, but it's going to be exciting. Uh, that is, that's for sure. So, all right, let's hear from Bet Online and then the Avalanche have a little bit of fun, namely Kale McCarr and Gabe Landeskog. But BetOnline.net, your number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball, and this weekend's run to the Roses as the Kentucky Derby is back. Oh, my God. Like, the Kentucky Derby always just sneaks up on me. It sure does. Every year. Who I, I have not even looked up the horses yet. Uh, I, I'm to the point in my life where I just go off of names. I haven't looked at it either, honestly. I'll, I'll text EJ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which EJ? EJ, EJ Raddick, because he's a big uh, horse guy. That's true. Our own EJ. Yeah, I know what you're talking our about. Our own. We got the inside uh, track there. Yeah. <laughs> BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to the playoffs to esports and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the actions. BetOnline. Dot net where the game starts. All right, so we woke up to Pepsi, uh, not a sponsor of the show, who put up uh, to me, man. Like commercials, I think are just uh, like a dying breed, really. Yes, like, you know what I mean. Like I remember being a kid and and looking forward to Super Bowl commercials because they were actually good and they were actually funny. And now I just feel like companies are trying way too hard to be funny, and it, and they're not. See, so. like you could you could still sing the jingle to like Bagel Bites, and like that was like in the '90s, but like it hits so good, like you still can sing like Pizza in the Morning, Pizza in the Evening, <laughs> Pizza at Supper Time. Yeah, like commercials aren't the same. No, they absolutely are not. So I I don't think I've really genuinely laughed at a commercial, and I couldn't tell you when. Um, but Pepsi came out with, with this commercial with Kale McCarr and Gabe Landeskog, uh, <clears throat> bickering back and forth about, <laughs> it starts with recycling 
and then just goes so much deeper than that. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna play it for you here. If you haven't seen it, um, you'll hear the audio. But if you're watching on YouTube, we'll play it on YouTube. It's up on YouTube right now, so we'll just we'll play it right now and uh, we'll talk about it because I I think I've watched this thing fifty times today. Yeah, it's hysterical. All right, let's see how we can get this in here. Good practice today, Kale. Thanks, man. Looked like you were playing mini golf out there today. You call that a slap shot? Yeah, I do. I don't. You gonna be able to grow a beard this year or are you going with the rugged peach fuzz look? Peach fuzz jokes? Real nice, Gabe. Real nice. What are you doing? This Pepsi Zero Sugar bottle is recycling, not trash. Recycling belongs in the recycling bin. Classic Gabe. Always one step behind. Oh, okay, Kale. Yeah, okay. Do I have to teach you everything? You know, maybe you should just play hopscotch. What? Clearly hockey's not your thing. Or maybe you should join a shuffleboard league. What's it like doing everything wrong? Hey, let me see your glove for a second. Your face looks like a baby. <laughs> know the difference make a difference be a team player and recycle visit pepsitrashtalk.com to learn more fantastic that's that's not trash <laughs> i what i love about it number one it's funny it's hysterical yeah. and hockey players generally just don't have like this attitude about them where they are funny they're very most of them are very monotone. Uh, you know, they, they don't really <clears throat> have this like way about them where you, you feel like you have like some connection with them. Gabe Landeskog absolutely does. He's done yeah. several commercials um, and he has like that acting ability and, and that lightheartedness about him. And you knew Kale McCarr did, but to see it in action and to see hockey players like genuinely like enjoying being in the spotlight and, was fantastic. And I think the the thing that really stuck out for me, like we talk all the time, like the NHL has a problem creating stars and marketing them. Right. This wasn't just a commercial for Billy Bob's used cars down at the end of Danville. <laughs> this was Pepsi, for goodness right. sake. Right. It's one of the biggest brands in the world. And they gave two members of the Colorado Avalanche a... a do you ever think you would hear Kale McCarr like trash talking like that? You had Kale and then Gabe and his most Thor like, like when he's just like, yeah, Kale, yeah. Like <laughs> it was like a rumbling, like you're like, okay, I hear you, Gabe. Like but, it was, it was a great commercial. Like you got your point across. And guess what? We're talking about your message. So Pepsi wins so in the works. commercial. The Avalanche win with getting their, they're two, what, two of their arguably biggest stars out there. Like yeah. it's a win-win-win for everybody. I and and it's great that they can make fun of themselves, you know, especially mm-hmm. Kale McCarr because he does have that baby face, yeah. and and for you know him to be in on the joke and be okay with it, it's so funny because everything Gabe Landeskog is saying to him is childish. Like you're gonna yeah. you're gonna grow peach fuzz, uh, you know, why don't you go play hopscotch? And then what's Kale McCarr do? He just throws his glove. With no reason, <laughs> which is a childlike thing to do. And then at the end, Gabe just goes in for the, the knockout and just like, your face looks like a baby. <laughs> and it's it's funny. It's true. And Kale McCarr can take a joke. Yep. So 
Uh, it it was brilliantly done. It's fantastic. Um, I've only seen it on the internet. I hope it plays during, you know, some some. <laughs> the four commercials you get on ESPN Plus. Yeah, those things. Right. <laughs> uh, in between, well, remember the one that they ran, or it wasn't ESPN Plus last year. It was still the NHL. It, they they ran yeah. that that Apple purple phone oh. thing all the time. That was terrible. <laughs> I mean, it's a fine commercial, but when you see it ten thousand times, it's like uh, kill me. Um, yeah, <laughs> good stuff. It's good. And, yeah. and we and we say this, but look look at the two guys they chose. You know, uh, you know, McCarr and and Landeskog because they have that personality. I'm not saying Nathan McKinnon doesn't, but I wonder if they <laughs> he went was on to Trailer Nathan Park McKinnon. Boys. <laughs> yeah, I, but I wonder if they went to Nathan McKinnon and he was like, I, I, no, I don't want to do that because he's so <laughs> business like. Like he just it. They probably filmed this thing, you know, during the season. He's like, I'm not doing anything but focusing on hockey during the season. It's like, oh wow, chickpea soda. Sign me on, Pepsi. <laughs> and they're like, no, Nate, this is yeah. zero sugar. And he's Just, like, no thanks. And what would have? I I wish they did like a second version where it's like Landeskog and Eric Johnson because those two yeah. are like best friends. Or that would have uh, been funny, but that won't sell like Kale McCarr will, obviously. Nathan McKinnon and Nazem Kadri, where Naz is just like overly nice to everyone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> see, that's creative. I like stuff like that. So awesome, awesome, and it's nice to see our Colorado Avalanche talent, like you said, in these commercials with big, big name companies. It's cool. So, all right, everybody, uh, game two right around the corner. <clears throat> Kyle and I will absolutely be back tomorrow to discuss everything going on with that game. Let's get to a two to nothing series uh, advantage, especially with Soros missing, you know, his second game. And then who knows what happens with him after that. So that's why you have to get these two for obvious reasons. And that being another one. So, yep. Um, all right, man. I think that's going to wrap it up for today. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That is obviously always appreciated. Go check out Locked On NHL. Make that your second listen of the day. Get caught up on everything going on around the league and the playoffs. Let me check in on the scoreboard quickly to see. Uh, you have the Minnesota Wild up four to one as this recording. Second period is almost over. Edmonton Oilers. With a one to nothing lead, they just started the second period there, uh, and two finals: the Hurricanes five to two over the Bruins. They have a two to nothing series lead, and the Lightning a five to three win over the Maple Leafs. That series is now tied at one. So you're all caught up, kind of, except for those games that are still going on. Uh, all right, man. That'll wrap it up. Thank you, everybody, again for tuning in. We will be back tomorrow to discuss game number two. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go!